Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We can tell the people who really love God. Because you came on New Year's morning after staying up way late or way early. We're, we're so glad that you're here. And if you're a guest, I want to welcome you. My name is Jared Ming. I'm the lead pastor here at Higher Vision. Not only do we have people here in this service, but we have people joining us um, from homes around the world. Long Beach, Riverside, Carlsbad, Temecula, Stockton, Portland, Bakersfield, people around the country, around the world. Will you welcome all of our online campus? We're so glad you're with us. I like to start with something funny, and I heard the story about this pastor. He died and ended up standing in line at the pearly gates. In front of him was a man who was wearing a loud shirt. He had jeans on and he had uh, sunglasses on. And St. Peter was standing there and he says, Who are you? Well, the man stepped up and he said, My name is Joe Kuhn and I am a taxi driver from New York City. St. Peter looked at his list and he handed him a silk robe and a golden rod, a golden staff. He said, Welcome into heaven. The man took off and The man behind him, the pastor, steps up next and he says, Hi there. He said, I'm John Snow and I'm the pastor of St. Mary's Cathedral. St. Peter looks at his list, looks back at him and hands him a cotton robe and a wooden staff. The pastor looks down at the, the robe and the staff and he goes, Wait a minute. That taxi driver got a silk robe and he got a golden rod. Something's not right with this. St. Peter looked at him and said, hey, up here we look at results. When you preached, people slept. When he drove, people prayed. I've been in the car with some of you and I did a lot of praying, I want you to know. Well, you know what? You're probably wondering why I'm dressed the way I am. I normally don't dress like this on Sunday, but I want to tell you a story. What I'm wearing has significance today because on Christmas morning... Um, when we were just about done, actually it was afternoon, opening all the gifts at my mom's house. My mom said, you know, before we go on, there's one more present. And so she went and she got a present and handed it to each of us boys. Wayman, the oldest. And um, (laughs) it's not fair that I get to do this, right? And then me and then my younger brother, Brian. And then she also handed a gift to our wives and to the grandkids. She said, I want you to open the boys. I want you to open the gift all at the same time. And as I opened the gift, inside was a letter. And the letter began by saying, your dad, as you know, is not here this Christmas. Many of you that are here may not know that my father passed away this year. She said, dad isn't here this year and things are much different. And she says, there's a lot of things I could give you. But inside this box, you'll find a few things that I wanted to give you because I think they have meaning. And inside the box were a pair of shoes, which happened to be the shoes I'm wearing today. Tell it together, all three services, and it hit me now. There was a shirt, which I'm wearing today, a scarf, a hat, And what I'm holding in my hand here is the walking stick that my dad used when he preached here about a year and a half ago. Some of you may remember that. She went out to talk to us about carrying on the legacy of my father. And as I began to pray about today and this weekend, and began to think about, God, what is it that you want me to talk about as we step out of the old year into the new year? I kept thinking about those clothes in that box. 
I couldn't get away from him. I began to pray. And suddenly the Lord showed me a passage of scripture. And as I began to read the scripture, I began to see some pretty profound things that I think will relate to you and I and where we are in the season we're in. It's found in the book of Exodus chapter 12. And I'd like to invite everyone to stand as we read this passage together. I'm going to give a little bit of insight as we read. So hang in there with me. I want you to read this and you're going to notice some significance in this passage to what I'm wearing today and what I'm holding in my hand. It begins and let's all read together. Those of you joining us online, let's read. Here we go. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Let me stop you there. You're thinking, what meal is he talking about? Well, this is the passage where God is telling his people how to celebrate the Passover. The death angel is about to come and he gave them instructions that if they sacrifice or kill this lamb and spread the door on the door, the blood of the lamb, as they eat that with some certain type of bread and certain things that the death angel will pass over. And it's a beautiful symbol or a symbol for you and I that Jesus Christ is the lamb. His blood was shed and he hung on the cross so that when it comes to eternal life, we don't have to experience separation from God, the death angel, but we can experience eternal life through Jesus Christ in heaven with God forever. But what's interesting about this passage is it was given in a season of transition because Israel had been slaves in Egypt. They'd been in bondage. They hadn't been able to live up to their potential. Let me ask the question, how many of you want to live up to your potential? So God said, in this season of transition, there's something I want you to do. And as we read this story, I think you're going to find some great things that will help us because we're about to step into a new season. Amen. So God says, as you're about to step into a new season, you're about to enter into a promised land. He says, these are your instructions for this meal. Look what it says. Let's read on everyone. I'm sorry, guys. Go back to that last one. Here we go. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. This is a, a day to be to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. You realize God says, do not forget what I'm about to tell you. This Passover, which of course, at this church, leading up to Easter, the last several years, we've had a Seder, which was celebrating Passover from a Christian perspective. So we're celebrating thousands of years after God gave this command. We're still doing it. But many times our focus is solely on the food and we miss that right in the middle of it are three things. Some shoes, some clothes, and a walking stick. And I just have a feeling that when it comes to transitioning into our new season, God has some truth that he wants to share with us. And it might have to do with what you're wearing and what you're holding and where you're walking. So I want you to close your eyes. God, today is a special day. It's the new year, new beginnings, fresh start. Many of us have made resolutions, made new goals. And Lord, today it's a special day for me because I'm standing in the shoes of my father wearing his clothes. 
And today I ask, as your presence is so strong here right now, even in this room at this moment, and in homes around the world, speak to us. And take us in to inherit every promise that God has for us. Lord, nothing hold us back in the powerful, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, before you do anything, just press in somehow, whether it's a prayer or whispering a praise, just press in. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. You may be seated this morning. There's a lot of truth in this passage and we could draw that out if you look at the context and we talked about Passover, we talked about the blood on the doorpost and there's so much there but there's also some truth that usually is just read by. People read it and they go on and they don't understand that there may be some significance because when God said you need to remember, he included some things that we need to remember that are going to be a part of us stepping into our new season. Let me ask you a question, how many of you want to step into every promise God has for you this year? So if you're going to do that, point number one, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. You have to wear your shoes. Everybody say that with me. Wear your shoes. On Christmas Day, when my mom gave us this box, and let me say today, I'm standing in what was in the box, a pair of shoes. And this is no light task or easy task for me, and let me tell you why. Um, My dad wears a seven and a half shoe, I wear a ten. So last night and all morning, my feet have been pushed into these small shoes. And although my my dad's shoes weren't large in size, I truly feel I have big shoes to fill. My mom wrote these words to us that morning. I'm giving you these shoes, the shoes of your dad. I can almost see him in them now. He was always on a mission. For God or for us. And in these shoes, he preached, he taught God's word to many, and he visited lots of people in their homes and in the hospital. They may not have been the most stylish, but he walked in them proud of his calling, loving what he did, committed to give everything he had and always doing his best. He prayed in these shoes. He spent time with God for you. And your children and your family in these shoes. He studied in these shoes. He prayed for people's needs in these shoes. He never gave up, but he always kept walking in faith in these shoes. As I was drawn to these shoes and I was drawn to this passage, thinking about today, stepping into a new season, the first thing that came to me is that God said, you need to wear your shoes. Let's take a look again at the passage. It's found in Exodus chapter 12. And here's what it says. It says, these are your instructions, okay, for the meal. Part of the instructions weren't just the food preparation, but he said, be fully dressed and wear your sandals or wear your shoes. Now, in order to understand the relevance of that and what I think God, now I'm going to tell you what I think God is saying to me through this passage as we step into a new season. You see, in that day, people wore sandals, not really shoes like we wear today. And so when they walked, they didn't walk like we do today. They walked not on 
concrete roads or asphalt or sidewalks or on, you know, tile or cobblestone or on grass that was trimmed. They walked on dirt roads. So everywhere they went, their feet weren't completely covered, so their feet got dirty. And the custom in those times was when you arrived at someone's home, you always took off your shoes. You never entered someone's home with your shoes on. Thus, every time you ate a meal, whether you were at home or somewhere else, you never ate a meal wearing your shoes. I thought it interesting, God, why is it then that you gave instructions as they're about to enter into a new season that they were to wear their shoes at the meal? And as I began to think about it, the Lord really took me to this phrase and it's simply this. I think as we step into our new season, wearing our shoes means that God wants us to have a mentality of readiness. God wants us to have a mentality of readiness. That you and I would be ready for our new season. Because it might happen in a moment. It may be that the death angel came and suddenly God says, Now's your time. It's time to go into the wilderness. And they didn't have time to pick everything up. They didn't have time to go run and put their shoes on. They had to be ready. As I began to think about that and pray about it, I went to the New Testament and came across a passage that talks about getting dressed. It's found in Ephesians chapter 6, and here's what it says. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. How many want to stand your ground? Then it says, stand firm then, and it gives us a list of all the clothes we're to put on. And included in that list, it says, stand firm then, when you get dressed, with your feet fitted, or your shoes, some translations say, with the, what's the next word? The readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. You see, it's almost as if the scripture is saying, listen, when it comes to your new season, when it comes to the battles that you fight, the thing you need to know is you've got to wear your shoes. You've got to be prepared. You've got to be ready. In fact, the word ready in the Greek there, it means the state of being ready or prepared for action. Um, On Christmas, we... Um, went to the grave to see my, my dad's gravestone. They had finally put it in. We hadn't seen it yet, so the family went. Some of you may have seen that posted on my Instagram or on Facebook. While we were there, my youngest bro- or my younger brother, Brian, he, he said, Hey guys, I have a story to tell you. you guys, he said, I went to breakfast this morning with a friend of mine who attends Higher Vision. And he told me this story about dad, and I want to share it. He said, years ago, my family moved from Los Angeles to Selma. (coughs) Excuse me. And he said, when we moved, we moved with the reason because my dad and my mom had got caught up in kind of the drug scene and they were, they, they needed a new start. They needed a new chapter. They needed to step into something new. So they left it all behind and they moved to Selma. And when they got there, they didn't know anybody. Dad didn't have a job. So the first thing we did is we went to church and we ended up in a little church called New Hope Family Church and your dad was the pastor. He said after the service, my dad went up and started talking to your father and told him that they had moved, told him that he was trying to make a new start and that he needed a job and he needed a job that worked right with the schedule. He needed a certain amount that he had to make. And, and so your dad looked at my dad and said, okay, here's the deal. I am going to pray for you that you're going to get the exact job with the right hours, with the right pay to meet every need. He said, but there's one catch. He said, you're going to get that job in two weeks. And if you do, you're going to commit 
to God's house and to serve the Lord. So this man looked at my dad and said, okay, you got a deal. So my dad did what he always did. He had his praying shoes on and he went to prayer. And one week later, he got a job. With the right hours, with the right pay, in one week. And when he got his first paycheck, he was all excited and he went down and he bought a bag of weed. And he came home with the bag of weed and he pulled it out and was getting ready to to use it, smoke it or whatever. And his young son at the time came walking up to him and said, Dad, what are you doing? I thought you said we were having a new start. I thought you said you were leaving all that stuff behind. Remember what the pastor said? And so this man looked at his son, kind of had the lights go off in his mind, grabbed the bag of pot, took it into the bathroom and flushed it down the toilet. Went to church the next day and after service, spent some time with my dad. Some of you may be thinking, okay, that's a cool story, Jared, um, but why'd you tell it? Well, let me tell you why. I told it because my dad, he was always ready for the opportunities that were before him. He would seize the day. And how many times in life do you and I walk by opportunities that God has set up for us for things to change, for miracles to happen, for promises to come, but we don't see them because we don't have our shoes on. Because we don't have a mindset of readiness. And when God gave us this story, he said, listen, when you do the Passover, remember, you've got to be people who are ready, ready to step into your new season, ready to see the grace in God move in your life. And I want to tell you, if you're going to step into the promises of God in the new year, you've got to say, God, I'm going to wear my shoes. I'm going in with my eyes open. I'm going in watching and waiting for the things that you've opened and prepared for me. Maybe for you, you need to wear your shoes and that New, that new set of shoes is when you walk into your family gathering today, instead of like you always do, jumping in all, to all the conflict and the drama, you decide to be, bring peace. The Bible says, put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. The gospel is the gospel of peace. And how many times do we jump in the fray? We do what we've always done. When God may be giving us an opportunity, because if we're ready, we're watching for our opportunity. Maybe for you. As you look at the new year, it's when you sit down at the cubicle and the man across the cubicle and the next one across the way starts talking about his divorce he's going through. Instead of you shaking your head and said, sorry, man, maybe you suddenly see, wait a minute, this is an opportunity. Hey, can I pray with you? We could go down the list. How many moments is God setting up for you? Maybe it's when you drive back in and instead of going into the, the garage and closing the door, when you drive by the guy working on his yard in the front and digging new ditches for the, the, the new sprinkler system, instead of driving by thinking, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Maybe you get out of your car and you walk up and say, hey, bro, how's it going? Can you use a little bit of help? When was the last time you wore your shoes? You started the day, you started the year, and you said, I'm ready, God. Whatever opportunity, whatever thing comes my way that you could use, that you could do, I'm ready to jump in to my new season. It's time for somebody to wear some shoes 
in 2017. You all with me? Amen. Here's the second thing it says. Not only do we need to wear our shoes, but secondly, it says, wear your clothes. Everybody say that with me. Ready? Wear your clothes. I'm wearing the clothes of my father. This is my dad's shirt that I'm wearing today. This is his scarf. I'm always cold. My dad was always cold. My dad, after he'd went through chemo and lost his hair for a while, started wearing these kind of hats. So I'm wearing his hat today. The scripture says when you step into a new season, you need to not only be ready and have a, a mindset that's ready, but you need to wear your clothes. Now let's go back to the passage in Exodus chapter 12, because here's what it says. It says, these are your instructions for entering, um, eating this meal. What's the next three words? Ready? Be fully dressed. And as you begin to think about God, what could it be that these clothes might represent for you and I? And I'm going to give you my perception of what that is. Because if you continue reading on, here's what it says. Eat the meal with urgency. There's that readiness, right? For this is the Lord's Passover. And then a few verses down, it goes on to say, For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, remove every trace of yeast in your home. Now, the reason God talks about yeast in this passage is because, you see, when you use yeast in your dough, it takes time for the dough to rise. So if you make a meal, you have to wait maybe a day, maybe two, maybe three days. And God's saying, listen, don't live your life where something in your home is an ingredient in your life is there that will limit you from stepping into your new season. Now. Let's take a look at that concept and layer it with the New Testament because Jesus talked about yeast. And when we layer the New Testament over the Old Testament, here's what Jesus talks about when he says yeast. He discusses yeast. He he equates it to sin. So let's take a look now. Could it be that there's some yeast in your life or my life? That God loves you so much that he's saying, go in and get rid of all that yeast in your home because it's hindering you, it's preoccupying you, it's distracting you, it's delaying you, and you're not able to step into your new season because you need to put on your clothes. You need to get rid of your yeast. Now, I know some of you are going, well, Pastor Jared, you're kind of reaching. How does the clothes connect to the yeast? Well, when I looked at the passage that we read in Ephesians, look at what it talks about. Because yeast is sin, which is unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is when we stand before God without measure, right? Righteousness is, the word righteousness in the New Testament means to, it's a legal term that makes us in good standing with God. Look what the scripture said when we go to Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 11 says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, right? He said, listen, put on all the clothes that you need to put on. And if you do, you're going to defeat the enemy. You're going to stand against the enemy, right? And then he lists what those clothes are. He says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. He says, put on the belt of truth, put on the helmet of salvation, put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, right? And then he says, put on the body armor the, the, where you put your clothes, put on the body armor of God's righteousness, Righteousness. In fact, let me just show you another verse that's kind of cool. Ephesians chapter 4. It says, therefore, throw off your old sinful nature. Some translation says the old man, 
some say the old clothes. Therefore, throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. In other words, I think what God's trying to tell us is if we're going to step into our new season, what we need to start having is a consciousness of righteousness. In other words, we move into our new season because we say, God, I want you to come and I want you to take off all the old stuff. Take off all the old clothes that are my past, that that are connected to yeast. Lord, I want to put on some new clothes because I've received Christ. And when I'm in Christ, old things are passed away and all things are become new. So I'm going to wear the, the clothes that God has given me. I want to wear the clothes that Jesus has given me so I can defeat the enemy. So God, get rid of the yeast. Give me some new clothes. For some of us... We keep putting on the clothes. Maybe the clothes you keep wearing is judging. And so quick to judge everybody else. And God's saying, listen, if you're going to step into your new season, you've got to take off, get the yeast, get, get it out. Take off the old clothes and put on the, the new cloth of compassion. Maybe for some of you, those old clothes are bitterness. Well, you don't know what they did to me, Pastor Jared. I'm never going to forgive them. And, and we stay waiting for the dough to rise. We stay mingled and connected with our past. And God's saying, take that old cloth off and put on your new clothes. Instead of bitterness, put on forgiveness. Maybe for some of us, our old clothes are that tightwad shirt that we wear all the time. And God says, take it off and put on that robe of generosity. We could make a list, right? Because here's the reality. How many of us are not stepping into our new season? And here's the reason why. It's because we got all this yeast. We got all these old clothes that God's saying, listen, you'll never step into the new until you learn to get rid of some of that old. It's a mentality that says, I'm going to live the way God intended me to live. I'm going to have a righteous Conscience. I'm going to begin to think the way God thinks. Let me show you a cool verse. Proverbs, and we'll move on. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 20 says, Follow these steps, or follow the steps of a good man instead, and stay on the paths of, what's the word? Righteous. For only the righteous, the godly, will live in the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. I'm going to show you something that's pretty cool. There's a lot of us that still have a lot of yeast in our home. And we're, let me explain it this way. Remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt? And God was about to take them into the promised land. And they came out, and it was only 11 days if they went straight there. When they finally get to the edge of the promised land... And they can go in and take what God has for them. They were still wearing their old clothes. They were still living with the yeast. Because they began to doubt. They began to fear. They started even saying, let's go back to Egypt. But here's what's interesting. It shows us the nature and love of God. God loved them so much that even though they were sent, they didn't get to go in and take the promise, right? They were sent in the wilderness 
for 40 years. And they wandered, but here's what's cool. While they wandered, the Bible says in Deuteronomy that God made sure their shoes never wore out and their clothes never wore out. So they ended up living with just enough when God said, I want to give you more than enough. But you got to wear the new shoes and you got to put on the new clothes. You got to get rid of the yeast. And there's a lot of Christians who are still in the kitchen and there's all kinds of yeast. And God is loving you enough and his grace is covering you enough because his grace is sufficient. And so he's there and he's with you. And those old shoes are still going and that old cloth is still working and keeping you from the rain. But God's saying, listen, I have something new for you. I have something greater for you. And I want you to step into the good and into the promise. But you can't get there. Until you wear your shoes, have a mentality of readiness. Until you put on those new clothes. And here's the cool thing. The Bible says when you do, you will live in the land. You will remain there. God is going to bless you. There are things that he wants to bring. But you got to wear your shoes. you got to wear your clothes. Anybody ready for 2017? How many are tired of just enough and you want more than enough? Oh God, don't let us be people who make you keep our shoes going. God, give us the passion and commitment to see this verse and say, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be dressed and be ready to go. You got to wear your shoes. You got to wear your clothes. And then let me give you the last point. You all with me? Say amen. amen. Last point is you've got to carry your walking stick. Let's go to the passage. These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed. Wear your shoes. And say this with me. Carry your walking stick in your hand. This phrase, walking stick, can be translated different ways. Some translations say a rod, carry your rod in your hand. Some say staff, carry the staff in your hand. Today I could take some time and I could explain to you all of the, the, the symbols of the staff or the rod in scripture. And there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, for instance, maybe you're struggling because you've lost someone and you need God's comfort. And what does the Bible say in Psalm 24 or 23? He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. It's comfort of God represents that. You can look at it and see its its power. Remember when Moses stretched it out and the, the seas parted. It's the power of God, the staff. He touched the Nile River and it turned to blood. But today there's a verse I want to give to you because it ties in with my father and what he spoke on this stage a year and a half ago. It's found in Hebrews. And it simply says this. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying... Blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. The staff was really the place where a person would log or chronicle their story 
and their history. How many of you remember when your children were growing, you'd stand them against the wall and you'd draw a line and mark the, mark the date so you could see their growth? How many, does anybody still have that in your house? Let me see your hands. Wave at me. You know, that's really kind of what this staff represented. Because in that culture, what would happen is, is life would go, whoever had the walking stick. My dad, he, he never really used a stick like this to walk with, but his whole life he walked fast. He was a fast walker. But when he got sick towards the end and he, he ended up breaking his ankle and it wasn't healing correctly because of the bone cancer. And so he ended up walking slow, ended up stumbling quite a bit, and ended up having to have a cane. And in the end, he had a walker. It was his walking stick. In those days when you had a walking stick, whenever things would happen in your life, you would chronicle that by notching things on your this stick here, this walking stick, and to give a symbol that represented something that took place. So literally, it was from top to bottom. It had the chronology of history of what took place in your life. And then later on in your life, when you died, that stick was passed on as a legacy to your children. So imagine this stick having markings all the way from the top to the bottom. So if you were to grab Jacob's stick, it's interesting. What was on there? Maybe he took a look at it and on there, he looked up here at the very top, way back. And he said, oh, I remember this one. This is when God called my grandfather, Abraham, out of the Ur of Chaldees. And he came into the land of Canaan and God blessed him. Look, look right here. This is when my, my father, Isaac, needed a wife. And God said, go back. And he, she can't marry someone from Canaan. And God blessed him with, was it Rebecca? And, and she came. And it was a miracle. He walked up to the well. And he said, God, if you want me to find a wife, have her come and feed, you know, um, give me a drink and feed, you know, drink, give a drink to all of my donkeys. And that was a miracle. She came up and that's what she did. And that's what she said. It's right here. You could go down the list. Because you see, this represented that every step that they had taken in the past, God was with them. Which means that God's saying to you and I that when we step into our new season, we need to carry the carrying stick because here's his promise. I was with you in the past. I'm the alpha and I am the omega. I was with you in the past. I will be with you today and I will be with you tomorrow. So when you face a giant or when you go through a bankruptcy or you experience discouragement, I want you to know something. You've got something to lean on. And what you can lean on is that I was with you in the past. I was with you in your pain. I was with you in your trouble and you can walk into your future with faith and confidence because I am God I am that I am and I am with you until the end of the age I think this stick represents the faithfulness of God that you can make it that you can inherit the promised land some promised lands some promises that God gives you he doesn't throw in your lap you actually have to cross the river and fight for him. But what you need to know is no matter what battle is before you, no whatever, whatever promise lies ahead, you can walk with confidence and strength because you can lean on the fact that God is with you every step. Every step that you take for the rest of your life, God is with you. You, Emmanuel. I'll end with this thought. It wasn't just that faithfulness that we carry into the future. 
that we have God with us. But it's that realization that we have a responsibility to pay it forward, to pass it on. I'm here today because an 11-year-old boy fell across a mattress in a shack next to the house and he had a little encounter with God. He began to weep and he actually was filled with the baptism in the Holy Spirit and began to speak in a spiritual language and felt God whisper to his heart and say, I've called you, young man. His name was Wayne Ming Sr. And countless thousands of lives have been changed. Cities have been changed. Just over the holiday, Selma, the city of Selma stopped and said, we're going to take a day to stop to recognize a patriarch of this city, Wayman Ming Sr. There's a valley that's being changed. There's a valley that's being changed. It's got places like Canyon Country and Saugus, New Hall. Because someone carried the walking stick. Now I have it. Wayman has it. Haley has it. Hudson and Tanner have it. God has a purpose for you. And your purpose isn't just to walk into your new season to get what God has blessed you with. It's for you to carry a stick. To build a legacy. To teach your kids the Ten Commandments. To teach your kids to lean on not their own understanding, but in all their ways acknowledge Him. Because He will direct their paths. I'm ready to cross the Red Sea. I'm ready to step into what God has promised me in 2017. How many would say amen to that for you? And you got to wear your shoes, even if they're tight. You got to wear your clothes. You got to have a mindset that's ready. You have to have a willingness to say, Lord, if there's anything that needs to come out of my life, take it out. If you need to give me a new shirt, give me a new shirt. And you got to lean on. You see, you can't walk into the new without carrying some things from the old. I want you to close your eyes. There's a story about shoes in the Bible that's appropriate for this moment. There was a young man who decided to walk his own way, to do his own thing. Instead of following the way his father had wanted him to go and to follow in the footsteps of his father, he took all his inheritance and he ran into a distant land. And the Bible says he ended up empty. He was empty. In fact, he was so empty he wanted to die. But he had a moment where he recognized... He came to his senses and he's like, it'd be so much better if I could just get back on the right path with my father. Can't be a son, but at least I could be a slave. And so he changed his directions and he ran 
towards his father, towards his father's footsteps. And his father saw him coming and he ran to him and hugged him and embraced him and said, you're not going to be a slave, you're going to be a son. And the first thing he did, one of the first things he did was he gave him a new pair of shoes. You see, God loves the world. He loves you. He loves me so much that he sent his own son, Jesus, to die on a cross so that he could give you a new pair of shoes. A new way to live, a new way to walk. And you've tried it, you've done your thing, but you've ended up empty. And today God is calling for you. He's got a pair of shoes with your size waiting for you. But you have to have the courage to come. To come to your senses. And to come to the Father and say, I've been doing it my way. But it hasn't been the right way. You see, the Bible says we all sin. We all have that yeast. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But here's the good news. If we'll confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Today, God has a new pair of shoes. With a new journey and a new path. Hear me, sir, ma'am, 2017 can be different for you. You don't have to keep making the same mistakes you've always made. You don't have to live empty. It can be different.